Hello and welcome to Wild Commuting. I'm your host Priyanka Dale, and here is this week's episode: the uncertain fate of DACA Dreamers. The Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, more popularly known as DACA, is a crucial piece of legislation in the United States. DACA provides security to those referred to as Dreamers, those who came to America as children through no choice of their own. Today, America's dreamers are young men and women who go to school, serve in the U.S. military, and add to the workforce. President Trump may end the program by allowing current work permits to expire without renewal. This will displace and impact not just 800,000 dreamers, but also the approximately 11 million undocumented immigrants living in the United States. I had the opportunity to speak to Pedro Villalobos, a bright 23-year-old recent graduate from the University of California, Santa Barbara. Pedro studied political science and global studies and aspires to enter into a political career with civil rights groups or the California State Legislature. He was brought into California by his mother when he was just two months old. You know, no matter if they take away my, you know, my caucus stuff or anything like that. Uh, they they aren't going to be able to take away my education, and so it's it's been hard to remember that.、Um, just knowing that, you know, I might not be able to find a job or be able to legally work in the United States,、um, you know, in my field, in what I studied, in anything that is, you know, even just requires a college degree. The DACA decision also affects teenagers. A 19-year-old female, preferring to stay confidential, currently studies business at the University of Texas Austin. She says that the decision not only affects her but her entire family. Her father, who studied to become a mechanical engineer, and her mother, who trained to be a social worker, both in Mexico, came to the United States 18 years ago when she was one years old and worked as cleaners and food sellers to give their daughter a chance at a better life in America. It just kind of feels like,、um, well, to me at least, it feels like their their sacrifices are are being like I don't know denied. Even though I know they they don't have any social status here, but it it feels like it's impacting them more than it's impacting me because I'm thinking about everything they did and then how I'm I won't be able to. Live up to what they thought we were going to be able to do. Whichever way the decision goes, it is very disheartening for America's dreamers. Pedro was among the first groups of immigrant youth to receive DACA in 2012. To know that I might not be able to use my degree、uh, and be able to find a you know a better paying job than what I would have without a college education, and you know just being unsure of. What my future in this country holds、uh, has been something that has been really stressful for me. In addition to these young adults not being able to stay in the country, state bills such as SB4 in Texas, SB1070 in Arizona, and HB56 in Alabama would essentially legalize racial profiling, discriminate against people of color, create mass deportation, and would make safety a huge concern for millions. SB4 is like. What's scaring people the most? Because it like the police on college campuses or just anywhere can stop you. And I think that now that they said that they're taking away DACA, 
I think that's people are fearing the most. Like they don't really even fear DACA ending that much. I think they fear of SB4. And I, I know my parents are like extra aware about it because the the police in Houston, even though it's not going, it's like it's not in effect right now. Uh, there's more police, or like my parents are aware that there's more police, and whenever they see one, it, it scares you, you know, because you think about what would you do like if they stopped you and you didn't have any paperwork to show and stuff, and then being a DACA student, like, what if they took it away and it happened to you? It's stressful enough trying to find a job after college. In addition to that stress, those affected by the immigration policy turmoil also have to deal with misunderstandings and misconceptions. DACA youth, um, you know, we have to qualify for this. Um, it's not something that is just handed to us. Uh, you have to prove that you are currently in school, that you are in college, that you are going to join the military, that you have gotten your high school diploma or your GED uh, in order to qualify for it. You have to have been in the country for a certain number of years. Um, you have to have been in the country before the announcement was made. Uh, you have to have been continuously living in the United States for a number of years. Um, and if you at any point commit any crime and, you know, have a criminal record, that is the moment that you're no longer eligible for DACA. And so the minute that you commit a crime, uh, your DACA is either taken away if you're you know, detained or you just aren't eligible for renewal when your um, DACA expires. America, after all, is supposed to be a land with principles of inclusivity and opportunity for all, and especially to those who consider it home. I would consider the U.S. my home. I've never been to Mexico and like in fact I can't, I can't remember anything. I've never known any other country. Uh, I was brought here as as an infant and so California and the United States is really the only home that I've ever known. It's so hard to to think that you know there is a possibility that I might not be able to call this place home anymore. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Many thanks to our participants for sharing their story. Be sure to like, share, and tune in for next week's episode. Until then, on behalf of the Wild Commuting Production Team, this is Priyanka Deo, signing off.